0: What's up, traders? Anthony Crudelli here, and thank you for tuning in to the Futures Radio Show podcast. I am pumped to bring you today's guest, former UFC top 10 featherweight and currently futures and options trader Nick Lentz. In today's podcast, we talk about how Nick has gone from a successful UFC fighter to a successful futures trader. We talked about everything from his backstory, how he developed his strategy, what his current strategy is, and more. Futures Radio Show is sponsored by CME Group, and in July, micro WTI futures are coming to CME. They will be one tenth the size of the benchmark WTI futures and will provide traders with a new tool to fine tune their exposure to crude oil markets and enhance their trading strategies in an efficient, more precise way. To learn more, go to ActiveTrader.CMEGroup.com. Futures Radio Show is also sponsored by Trading Technologies. Trade Station, and FTSE Russell. The Russell 2000 is a key benchmark for small cap US stocks. Be sure to check out the E-mini Russell 2000 futures symbol RTY and micro E-mini Russell 2000 futures symbol M2K. To learn more about FTSE Russell, please visit footserussell.com. Nick, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, man, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy that you're here. You know, big fan of yours on the UFC side and then all of a sudden I start seeing you talking more and more about trading. I have to say that uh I was super excited that you actually chose futures. So today I really want to begin with how really you go from a UFC fighter to futures trader.
1: Well, I didn't I didn't I didn't actually start on with the futures. I um I started with options trading, so I I started like an like a like a just a retail account like five years ago, and I put like thirty grand in there, and I just got really lucky and I did really well and I made like a couple hundred thousand dollars, and um, you know I thought like I knew what I was doing, I thought like uh you know I like I like I I had an idea of what trading was and stuff, but then uh I I came to the realization that I didn't, and so I took that money out and I bought a house. And then I started over and um, slowly as I've been trading, um, I tried day trading stocks. Uh, I did options for a long time, but when I, when uh, COVID happened, when I was trading just options, like the stress of holding that overnight and stuff was too much for me and I didn't like it. And um, I knew after my fighting career, I had to have a job. I love trading. I've been trading for a long time now. And I just thought, what's the most like, where can you extract the most amount of money predictably from the market, and you know I came up with futures, and with futures, you know day trading and stuff like that, I feel like it's the it's the the one you can get the best at. I feel like it it uh you can at least put yourself in an advantage to capitalize on the market, and with uh options and stuff like that, there's so much luck involved and uh overnight risk that I didn't like that. And so I decided to uh, stop being a profitable options trader and go 100% for futures. And so that's been a uh, sort of my, my uh, transitions into the futures world. Like uh, I, I gave up the profitable trading and the options. And now <laughs> I do 100% futures, which is sometimes makes me pull my hair out because I know <laughs> I can make a lot more money doing the other way. But um, I feel in the long run, uh, as far as my mental health, uh, as far as my family goes, and as far as uh being able to produce like a predictable and reliable job. I feel like uh, the futures markets are where it's
0: at. That's awesome, man. I mean, it's interesting that you started trading really as you were, you know, a professional fighter. I, I can honestly say I'm not sure that I've seen many other professional fighters or even really young professional athletes talk too much about trading. They talk about crypto, but like yeah. you're, you're in – you know, you're, you're like one of us. I look at it and say, you know, here's one of the day traders, like one of us. And it's just something that you just don't see too often. I know that everyone's going to say to me, Anthony, we want to hear a little bit about his UFC background and a little bit of that. And what I want to do is I just really want to kind of tie it in. Because I've said for many years that I felt that as professional futures traders, especially coming from the pit, I always felt that we were some kind of athletes, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I agree, I, you know, right. I agree, man. Sometimes
1: I, sometimes I'm telling you after the, after the trading day, I am, ten times more tired than I've ever been from fighting. So so I just I'm I'm beat. So I, I agree. I agree.
0: Uh, the this the mental side of things, the what it can do to you to exhaust you is it's it's incredible. Um and I wanna go back a little bit. You said you started to trade options and today actually everybody if you're listening to this just on audio only at some point we're actually going to go to the charts where Nick is going to show us his, his process and, and how he trades futures these days. But Going back to kind of when you started as a fighter, I want to talk a little bit about what your career was like in the UFC. I know that you recently have stepped back and you're focusing solely on trading. Now that is your job. But just tie everything back in. You know, Talk to us about how you got your start into fighting and how, like you said, options really fell into what you were doing at that point in time in your life.
1: Well, the fighting story is long, so I, I'll try to be as short as possible, but um, uh, I went to college. I went to college. I thought I was going to be a doctor or a chiropractor, um, and I wrestled for the University of Minnesota, and um, two, three years into college, um, I just, it just wasn't for me. I just didn't like the atmosphere. I didn't feel like I was learning anything, and I really wasn't getting along with the wrestling team either. Like, I just, I, I, I love to wrestle, but I didn't really like wrestlers, you know, I just didn't click with them, <laughs> you know, like I, I've been a video game player. and Now I'm a trader, you know, like, like I, I, I'm like the opposite of an athlete. I'm a good athlete, but I'm the, but I don't share a lot of the same uh, cultures and likes that they do. So I didn't really fit in there. And um, I don't know why, but I just decided to try a fight randomly. And I went out there and I knocked a guy out in like 30 <laughs> seconds. And I was like, well, they gave me 500 bucks to do this. So maybe I'll do it again. And I did it again and, and I did it again and I did it again. And I knocked all those guys out. And I was like, maybe this could be it, you know, like maybe, maybe school's not for me. Maybe, maybe I, maybe I can just get into fighting. And, and I, I can't tell you the exact day or the exact thought or, or, or what happened, but in, there was a, there was a, there was like a, a, a second where like my brain just said, this is what we're going to do. And I quit, I quit school. I quit everything. Um, I sold everything I had. I used to play video games and stuff. I, I had a bunch of rare ones. I sold them all. I sold everything I, I could. And I just, uh, I, I lived broke for like, as, as broke as a person can be for about five years as I tried to get my fight career started. And I just, uh, I just, in my head, I just said I'm going to be a professional fighter. And, um, that's, a, that's, that's how I became one. And, um, you know, it, it, thank God it worked out. Right? It worked. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, I was definitely a fan of yours watching you uh, in UFC, especially when I, I started seeing traders actually tweet about you on Twitter. And then I went and started watching your fights. And then I did a whole YouTube night where I was watching all of them. So I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this guy's tweeting about trading and he's fighting. I mean, obviously yeah. a badass. And a couple of things I wrote down that I want to talk about um, controlling adrenaline and video games. Those were things, uh, I wrote Controlling Adrenaline down because I think that when I look at as a fighter, I'm thinking to myself you, you get into the ring I can imagine what the nerves have got to be like and I remember the first time I went into the, to the pit or when I first started to trade one of the first things I thought of uh, was am I able to actually gonna be able to control my breath, control the adrenaline of wanting to perform. You know, performance, I think on any level, uh, obviously the one thing that I've worked a, a lot on is trying to control myself in the moments. I'm curious, how did tr- fighting, and correct me if I'm wrong, with the controlling adrenaline or being able to like get yourself up for those events and also bring yourself down from them, translate into you as a trader sitting in front of the screens? Um, eh, you, you, you know, like, like,
1: like, I, I guess I, I don't know if I've ever really thought about like how I control my emotions before I go into the ring. Like, like I've been, I've been fighting for so long that, um, that it's just something that I, that, that came naturally to me when it comes to fighting and stuff. Cause, cause I put, um, I put insane amounts of work into my fight career. So, so the reason that like when I got to the fight I wasn't nervous is because I was nervous before I ever got there, right? When I accepted the fight, that's when I was nervous. Like eight weeks before the fight, when I accepted it, when I did it, that's when I'm the most nervous. That's when I questioned myself the most. But through an extreme dedication and 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 the process of training for the fight, by the time I got to the fight, I was excited. You know, I was excited to go in there, and 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 I knew I was going to win even when I didn't. Like like I just I just so, so I guess the thing that I brought from fighting was just the ability to prepare. Yeah. So you know, like my my preparation for futures trading is long. You know, it takes about two hours every night right after the close, and then in the morning I wake up at about four thirty in the morning, and I chart all my stuff from like four thirty to about seven thirty. I get my kids ready for school, and then I trade all day. So, so I think I think the ability to be hyper focused um, to, to know that I need to prepare for things and to, um, have the dedication to do it, you know, like, uh, before it was, someone was really trying to hurt me. So it's, it's either get hurt or win the fight. You know what I mean? So, so I had extra motivation there, but it's the same, it's the same with trading. I think like, uh, you know i can definitely get hurt i can lose all my money you know i mean i only keep so much in the in you know i have precautions for that i only keep you know I, if i only allow a certain amount of money in there so i don't ever get crazy and lose it all yeah. but, <laughs> but but uh yeah i think i think i think as far as controlling my nerves and stuff i think preparation is the key to that right as long as if you're if you're not winging it then you know you you know what can happen and, and you're 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 present and you're there i mean i would like to I would like to think that uh, I'm there as a trader. You know, I don't think I am. I think I have some work to do. You know, I, I do get, I do get a little extra nervous sometimes, but usually it revolves around uh, being impulsive. If I'm impulsive, I'm going to be nervous in the trade. If, if, if I planned it, if it, if it was executed correctly, then I feel great. And I, and, and if I lose, it's like, well, screw it. You know, the odds were in my favor. So, so that's, I, I, I guess, I guess that's the closest thing I could say about the, the, how to control my emotions and and how I do it.
0: I love that. And to go back on what, something you just said, I don't think I'm there yet as a trader and I've been doing this a long time, you know. I feel like this is as I put in my Twitter feed at the top, it says trading is a journey of oneself. I feel like I've gone through a lot and I've learned a lot about myself and markets, but I put the time in every day to to continue to try and be better because I feel that if I don't do that, <laughs> the market's going to start taking from me. I have that fear. Uh yeah, and for sure. and I love the way you put that. And that's kind of what I was looking for was how do you tie something in from being an athlete? And what I was thinking was controlling adrenaline because I remember myself when I would come to the screens or when I first got into the pit, I was – even when I was a little bit prepared, uh, I wasn't – I didn't really learn about preparation until I started getting – you know, myself caught up in bad trades, pretty much exactly the way you said it, was all of a sudden I would just be all over the place and just blowing money, I didn't have really control. And when I learned to start putting the time in and getting there and being prepared, I was able to control myself in those moments, and preparation is to me, and I've talked about this so much on this show, on my other shows, or any webinar I ever do, preparation is what makes you patient, preparation, preparation is what makes you disciplined. Preparation is is really the core of everything that we do as traders. And do you feel that, and I, and I think you, you already explained this, but that really that because you had such great work ethic as a fighter, that when you sat down, and like we said, you recently stepped back, that you now are putting that same type of everything you've got into the preparation. Is that where a majority of your time is now going towards preparation for trading?
1: Yeah, I mean, all, all, all my time goes there. I mean, I do coach. Um, the team that I left uh, hired me as a coach instantly. You know, I have a lot to offer for that. But as far as uh, what makes my money and um, how, you know, I plan to live my life for the rest of my life, trading will be what provides that. So um, just like... Just like fighting um you know like i I burned all the bridges you know this is this is it, yeah. so I don't have any other options you know what I mean I yeah. mean I mean it, it's 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 be a successful trader or drive an uber you know <laughs> like yeah. like 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 there's not that many things in between so it's like if I don't stay focused you know like you know, like that, that's where I'm going. I don't, I don't have, I don't have this extreme amount of skills and other things. You know, I said on my Twitter, it says very clearly, you know, it says idiot savant and it's, it's the truth. It's the truth. You know, I I'm very good at a few things, but as far as other, like, like life, like the idea of me going to get a normal job, it's not realistic. It's not going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. I've never, I've never had a job. Never. So, so what am I going to do? Like, you know, I'm, I'm going to go work at a bank, <laughs> you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, no, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be at the, the, you know, I, I don't even know. I, I can't even think of what I would do. So trading is, is that, you know, I, I've decided just, you know, whatever happens in life, you know, like I'm going to be a successful trader and I'm going to be very good at it. So, so that's, that's the goal. And, um, you know it's progressing it's progressing well you know i mean thank thankfully uh a lot of people have been willing to help me you know cuz Cause, cuz cause, uh, like uh, you know i have i start i trade with uh, adaptive analytics i trade with those those guys over there and and uh i'm getting mentored by some of the best traders that that i know you know before that i worked with people like sang lucci i worked with wall street jesus i worked with those guys too and and like um you know like they the thing I have is, is I will work and people can see that. So, so thankfully they're willing to, to give me the time and to, and to invest in me as well. So, so, you know, I, I have a lot riding on this trading decision, you know, my whole life. So, yeah, so I put it, so, so I take it very, very seriously.
0: Yeah. And it shows with everything that the way that you talk about it, I mean, your passion uh, I could tell just in life is, you know, it's, it's great to be around people like you because you're positive. You are somebody who is, you know, you're an OBSer and you, you say it like it is. And I really appreciate that. And a lot from what I take from this is it's, it, I even go back to my, my pin tweet. And I remember people in my career saying, why do you keep doing this? And I said, because I can't see myself as anything else. And I think that once you wrap your your mind around something, um, especially in trading. If this is what you want to do, there, it takes a special type of commitment. And you obviously are doing that. You have that. And I mentioned something else I want to talk a little bit about before we get to the charts today. And I'm just trying to just think about your background and how this kind of evolved. And you also said a lot about video games. And, you know, I think that I've actually met quite a few people that have said, when they played video games, and when they were able to actually sit down at the screens, it helped them with, you know, being able to focus in front of the screens for periods of time to be able to, you know, just actually figure things out solutions. Yeah. How how much of a part of your life was video games that maybe even that, in a sense, helped you maybe with your trading?
1: Well, I video games actually have an even deeper spot in my life because um, when I was a kid you know, I'm not going to get into my whole family drama, but, um, I grew up in a very poor situation with a, a, a very abusive stepfather and, um, my life was miserable and uh, I actually didn't go to school. I didn't go to school until really like I was 13 years old. I mean, I went to school every once in a while, but I'd miss hundred days a year because I was getting, you know, I, I couldn't make it to the, to the thing. And, um, one of the neighbors actually had, a. uh, uh uh a nintendo and then she eventually got a super nintendo and um i would go over there and play it and that was sort of my release from my life and i would and um i i i didn't know how to read i taught myself how to read by playing video games um i didn't know math i taught myself math from video games and so that's where i learned everything you know i learned it from the video games and when eventually i, I left that situation and thankfully my dad got custody of me um the, I kept the, the video games around, you know, like, like I played them like, like as, uh, I just liked them, you know, I had grown to like them and they, they, they had a special spot in my life. And then later in life, I, I, I sort of lost the connection with them because I was playing video games. I was actually playing Starcraft and I got really good at Starcraft. Like I was, you know, not like professional level, but close. Right. And I was playing like six, seven, eight hours a day. Like I was that I was playing like that much StarCraft and then one day I was like, How the hell is this gonna make me any money? You know what I mean? Like I can't be a professional gamer, I can't do that. And I I thought, what what game can make me money? And I just I just one day I was just like the stock market. The stock market can make me this money. And and then from that day forward I've just been obsessed with it. I, I just I just had this this need to understand it, this need to to, to figure it out. And actually um, I actually was going to start like an online business and I had it all set up and I spent like twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 setting it up and I was going to be really good at it. And I actually read this Gary V book about like social media marketing. And I got to the end of the book and I don't mean anything bad about Gary V, but I threw that thing in the trash. And I said, I could not possibly think of anything I would like to do less than be like a, like to, to sell myself online and to do those types of things. So I took all the money I had left and I threw it in the trading account. And then I just started betting on stocks because I had put all the work into it. And like I said, that's how I made my first, you know, couple hundred thousand in the market.
0: So. I got to tell your stories. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing to me. I'm really fascinated by it. And, you know, today we're going to spend a good amount of time in the second half of the interview going over the charts and how you go about your business. And I can't, I can't tell you how excited I am to see this because I i don't know exactly really much about this. I knew a little bit about your background, but so what, what you've shared for me with us so far, I mean, it's just, I mean, really cool. And I want to know before we go to the charts today, because yep. once we get to the charts, I want to stay pretty technical. But before we get there, I want to talk a little bit about how you developed your your style. So explain to us what you believe your style is. Uh, some, maybe some of the indicators you're using. So when we go to the charts, we're already prepared and then we could just start getting, uh, you know, technical in the stuff that you look at. So
1: my style, as far as style goes, one of the things that's been a blessing and a curse in my trading career is um, I have very good natural instincts, right? So the first four or five years of my trading um, I did my own charting. I did my own thing, but I, I didn't have a system. So I, so I would go on, I would go on insane runs and be right. Like a lot of the time, you know, like I was being right a lot, but then I would get just smashed on one trade and end up losing too much money and stuff like that. And, um, I, I saw that, like, especially when I switched over to futures that I needed to get to, to be more systematic, right? Like, like, like I have the natural ability to see things in charts. Like, like I said, like the idiot savant, like I have, I have a, an ability to see things in charts that some people don't really see. Like I look at a chart, I can see the patterns. I don't need to draw them. I don't need to do anything. I just see it. I can see it as it plays out. And, but I needed, I needed like a system to to make sure that like I wasn't at the whim of my own emotions and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, um, and that's how I got hooked up first. With uh, Sang Lucci and Wall Street Jesus, because uh, they were, I was, I was doing some tape reading. I was trading off a dom. I was doing um, some options tape reading and stuff like that. And then they helped to show me how to read options tape. And then, and then eventually, when I wanted to switch to uh, futures, I reached out to uh, a guy named Tim. His name is Autumn on there. Um, he runs a. I dipped t- Adaptive Analytics with um, with uh, his mentor Dave. And I just reached out to him and I said, is there anything that I can trade you to where you will teach me? You know, I'll, I'll, if I can, if I can, if you, you know, sponsor me, I'll do it for free. I'll do whatever I can. And they just offered to help me for free. So, so um, those are the guys where like the system of futures that I trade, that's where that came from. It comes from adaptive analytics. And then I, I've added my own things to it, like how I see the market, um, uh, my longer-term vision, but as far as day trading and stuff, I use their system as as a as a as a way. You know, it's just called the Confluence system. You know, I, I I chart thirty stocks and ETFs, and um, I wait for them all to line up, and then I use that to judge where the futures are going to go. So that's sort of like the the how I uh, how I do the things. I track I track a lot of big stocks, I track a lot of big ETFs, and then um. Through that, I use that to, to give me what I think is a statistical advantage in betting on the futures markets.
0: Awesome. Well traders, we're gonna pause here for 45 seconds and when we get back, Nick and I are gonna be on the charts. Hang tight. Replace your exchange with TradeStation Crypto. Dealing with multiple exchanges is complicated and it takes time, except with TradeStation Crypto. Because we are not an exchange. We are a broker. You have access to multiple pools of liquidity. All in one platform. In one account. One way. Trade crypto your way. Plus, earn interest on your eligible cryptocurrencies. Get started in one click. Trade the global markets with trading technologies. TT is the world's fastest commercially available futures trading platform. Now with integrated tools for advanced options trading, cryptocurrencies, and trade surveillance. Learn more at tradingtechnologies.com. Welcome back, traders. Gotta say, Nick, hearing your background and your story, how all this has evolved with you as a trader is just really awesome. <laughs> um, I'm so happy to have you here today. And really interesting backstory, like I said. And now I can't wait to see what you're showing us on the charts. Everybody, if you're listening to this on audio only, you might want to turn into com or go to my YouTube channel because Nick is about to show us how he goes about uh trading futures he's he's got charts up here and we're going to go over his strategy And so Nick I just leave it to you show us what we're looking at here
1: yeah i actually I actually have es up here you know um like i said that these charts and stuff are from adaptive analytics so you know they made all this stuff. I love these. I have this micro chart. You know I can switch it to micros if it's too fast. I can switch it to ES. I can do that. But what I, I just to, uh, I'll show you guys like kind of like how the style works and like how I would get into a trade. But here is uh, we'll move this. So this is RTY today. And what I do is I chart. We chart levels. So we get together in the morning. And we chart out the levels that we think based on prior price action, market profile, whatever you think it is. We, and we chart these levels. So these zones are levels that we charted in the AM right here. So we, so like I said, we use price action, we use all kinds of stuff. However, we're going to figure that out. And then also what we do is we track certain stocks. So for RTY, I track these, I feel like these indexes and these charts are what affect RTY the most. So, you know, RTY is very interest rate sensitive when it comes to energy, stuff like that. So we have the mid caps, we have XBI, we have KRE, you know, uh, regional banks, things like this. We have the overall bank index. I watch XLI as well. And then I watch XLF as a clue to what will happen in uh, the in the markets, but especially for RTY. And, um so today, right around let's see so today we i went i went long right around this range right here, and the reason the reason that well, let's see and that might not be right, so this is ten, yeah, so right, yeah, right here, so right at this time, we had r two i come up into a level that we pre decided was was an important thing the the orange means it's more of an inside level, so I have more conviction up here when we start getting into, I'll go over this later, but these levels I have a lot more conviction in. This is more of an inside level. So I didn't short this. So I was looking for more of like a continuation long here. And what happened is you see XBI is coming down, MDY is coming down, but we have KRE and KBE. They're both coming down hard into weekly pivots that I had charted the night before. So right here, the stock market's coming down we have KRE KBE we have i can bring it over but we have Not. we have XLI we have a lot of we we, we have a lot of things that i i believe affect the, the rty market the most and as they come into these levels i'm looking for a reason to get long here i have an anchored VWAP right here this is just an anchored VWAP from a swing low or from the, the prior days low so it's just the an anchor VWAP from the low. I'm looking for a chance to get long into RTY. RTY comes down. It touches the 20-day. This is the 20-day. Uh, it's it, the, it's the uh, overlaid on a two-minute chart, but it's, it's where the actual 20-day EMA is. Got it. So it comes down into the 20-day. It comes down, um, up into this anchored VWAP I have. It's also checking the regular hours VWAP. It's just under you know, in coming down. And then this zone right here is the supply zone. So, you know, a lot of people chart supply lines. We just use a zone because that's how institutions buy. They don't really buy a single price. You know, they buy a little range. So we just have just decided this is established as a price. The KRE came into the zone. KBE came into the zone. I have the confluence right here. You go along here with, you know, the target being probably this next zone up here. Maybe you take a take a few off here, and then leave leave most of it for here, hoping that this is the move you're going to get. And so okay, that's so. that's how it played out today.
0: Got it. So a couple of questions, and maybe just a quick review for everybody watching it. So on the charts on the left, the green areas that they came down to today that you talked about: XBI, KRE, KBE those turquoise areas that came down and touched it those started off with your weekly pivots so you're basically looking at those on the bigger picture saying look at they are holding some weekly support i have to keep an eye out for a possible long scenario if they hold here and start to go up in rty is that kind of how the initial the initial thought process started
1: yeah so 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 this this turquoise is just is it's just my um it's just my highlight right so if i if i just move this right i highlighted this saying in the morning so last night i decided this was an important level it's Got obviously it. weekly pivot but also a lot of times i'll use structure of the thing or like this this line is the daily VWAP that i have so so these these orange lines are the the atr or the adr of the day so this would be the average 20 day 10 day you know things like that so i just use i just use where I think there's going to there's be a reaction. And then I'm looking. So I'm looking for a reason to be long here. This gives me the reason. I have one piece of evidence here. I have two pieces of evidence here. I have it coming down into my anchored BWAP. I have it being at the bottom of a supply zone. I have it coming into the 20 EMA. The 50 EMA is right here. So it kind of went through the 50 EMA, came down into the 20 EMA. I have it. It's all lined up. And when everything lines up right, I'm going to spend my money. And when I spend my money here, you know, like I put in, you know, today I was using six, eight point stop and I just, you know, I put my money to work there. I feel like the, the, the odds are in my favor and today it worked out.
0: Got it. And going back to your preparation, you know, we talked a lot about that at the beginning. And so what you're doing is at the end of the day, uh, or maybe it's early in the morning before some of these ETFs or stocks open up you're looking at and plotting these areas to say, let's see how the market opens into these areas. And then from there, you're looking for those as confirmation to then help you when you're looking at your, your Russell chart saying look at all these things are lining up together. So is that something that you're looking at uh, in general is multiple confirmations? So you like to see when, when a lot of things are lined up and that's what will indicate a trade? Is yeah, that how it
1: works? But everything revolves around that. So so all I'm trying to do during the day is just get a lot of things lining up. And they 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 line up shockingly well. You know what I mean? I mean, like, see, we also have, you know, more institutions are not buying, you know, they're not buying RTY, right? They're buying the IWM. So look, we have IWM down here. It came into the same level, right? The 50 and the 20, they are smashed together. We have the intraday pivot point right here. We have another, this is a regular trading hours anchored VWAP. So things are lining up, you know what I mean? So like, like there's a lot of things lining up, you know, we decide the day, you know, like here's like just the overall idea I have for the day, you know, coming into today, you know, RTY kind of had like, kind of was like a laggard yesterday. feel like it's good for a pop. I didn't think it would do this. I'm not going to lie to you, but you know, it did. And so I was just trying to. The, the, throughout the day, I'm just trying to set up situations where I feel like I feel like I have an advantage in the market. Right? We never know what the market's going to do. Right? Anyone who says they know what's going to happen is a liar, and you should run from that person as fast as possible. But I feel like you know I have a better than 50% chance right here. I feel like I, I feel like the odds are in my favor, and if if I'm taking trades where I feel like everything lines up, then I think that you know over time. I'm going to be able to be in some really great trades and make some really good money.
0: Can you simplify what we're seeing here and maybe just a few sentences as to everything that we're looking at? So it's basically weekly, this, um, go over just a quick summary of the tools that you're using and just summary a summary of this strategy.
1: Yeah, so at first like you look at this it looks very messy but it's actually very simple right i use i use i use a few main tools right i use regular trading hour pivots to, to as big decision markers right so so you know I, I, we have non-back adjusted futures if you care about that kind of stuff i don't smarter people than me pick that but like uh and, and so these yellow lines are just anchored VWAPs. So it's just a VWAP from the place that you anchor it. Um, these zones are just zones I put in. This over the top is the ADR, so the average daily range. So we have the, it's kind of hard to see. Let me see if I can clean that up. So there, so so you know, the average 20 range is 49. So we know during the day that if, if we've if we moved 13 points, right? it's probably not the best time to like jump in a short if we're going up, you know, we're looking to get range extension. We're looking to get to these higher numbers. And then once we get to the higher numbers, then we know that then the idea of shorting is cut, you know, it, it's, it's a better thing. So we have that, we have these, I have tons of quads. So these are just quads, you know, I have stocks, like um, I can't, I will move this over here, but, I chart a lot of stocks. So every night, like I told you, I chart I chart a lot of stocks. I'm not even sure how to, I would switch the screen, but I don't know how, but, but I have, so I have one, two, three, four, five, six. I have about eight of those quads up that I, and the, those are the things I chart. So here's the main things that I chart every day. So every day these are what I feel affect the market the most. These stocks right here, we have the for as far as tech, you know, as far as what I think affects the market the most, we have the ETFs I think affect the market the most. We also watch, we try to we try to mimic we try to mimic when it comes to the futures. We try to mimic the cash markets, right? Like the the ETFs and the cash. So so as opposed to thinking that, you know, that that the futures run the show, right? We know that the ETFs run the show, so so we're trying to to get as close to trading off that as we can as well. So so I, I mean, it's 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 not complicated, but at first sight, it does look like a little congested, a little complicated. But I don't know. That's 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 the charting method that I use.
0: Very cool. Well, thank you for sharing all this with us. Traders, we're gonna take a 15 second break. Now when we come back, I have some more questions for Nick about his style of trading. We'll talk a little bit more about what he showed us here. So hang tight, we'll be back in 15 seconds. Why did I add futures to my trading strategy? 24 seven access to diverse global markets, like wheat. Can you say growth opportunity? Uh, we should probably harvest that. Welcome back, traders. Loving this chat with you today, Nick. <laughs> Great to get to know your background, how that everything's evolved for you, getting a little inside look at your strategy. That was very cool. I appreciate you sharing all this information so far with us. And everybody knows that listens to the Futures Radio Show podcast. I, a lot of times, do a rapid fire segment. And what I want to do today is is I'm gonna take it actually a little bit slower, but I got a bunch of questions for you, so we'll still be relatively uh, rapid fire everybody, but I wanna go over some of these questions with Nick, and maybe you know, he and I do a little bit of back and forth on these questions, just because I think it's just so interesting, Nick's background, and you know, how everything has evolved for him in his trading, and we know a little bit about his strategy that I wanna spend a little bit more time on these questions, I don't want them to be as quick as we normally do, and one of the questions I ask and the rapid fire is: How has your trading process evolved over the years? We know that you started with options. You've now come all the way to futures, and we got a little a little taste of what your strategy is like. And we all know, Nick. Like we said, you and I both said that we don't feel that we've actually actually reached the price, the, the point where we believe that we've made it as traders. It's it's a constant work in progress. How do you believe what is one way you believe that really your your strategy and your process has evolved from when you started to now?
1: well, I mean it's evolved like crazy because when I started i just i just said, "Hey, I think this talk is going to go up, and I bet all my money on it so, <laughs> so 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 i mean that's i mean i mean that's it's that simple right like like um the one thing I had in the market at the beginning when I started is is I just i put in the work and i i don't know i was i was just you know like i i would bet a lot of money on on stocks and thank thankfully you know god looked out for me and he let me have a couple winners before he punished me so i was able to to create a couple trading accounts and i was able to have enough money to actually
0: uh to actually make mistakes and try later try again later you know so i guess that's yep. what i said uh, so let me, yeah. let me let me let me Change that question a little bit since you've evolved your future strategy or since yep. you've developed your future strategy yep. how have things evolved from that point till now just give us one thing that you think has evolved uh, just the ability to to understand on a shorter time frame how the markets
1: work right so like um, to see I was a little bit of a longer term trader so I was trading you know a couple weeks options uh, maybe a couple months. And and I didn't really understand when I switched, switched to futures how how it all takes place just on a very smaller scale. You know what I mean? Like how, where retail is gonna be, how they trick people out of their money, the little traps and stuff and where where the professionals and where the retail traders are. And so, you know, it took me a while, but I'm just, I'm starting to see that. Like it's it's cool to be able to watch the market and be like, there's where they stole everybody's money. And now we're going to get in, you know, so that's, that's the biggest uh, change. You know what I mean? Like to be able to, to, be able to, to see an idea play out, to see the market come down, see a responsive buyers come in, see them to just stop those guys that came in late out. And then to be able to insert my money at the moment where the professionals insert it, you know, so, so, so that ability to see that happen and to understand the psychological and you know, physical aspects of that trade, that would be the biggest thing that has has changed, I believe.
0: Love hearing that. And I don't know if you've heard me talk about this, uh, whether it's on the show or on Twitter, but I've, I've said many times that I believe that traders make money in moments. I believe that over time, I mean, that's one thing we talk about a lot as well, is that you need time as a trader to figure out yourself and to, and to learn from markets, but when I look back at my P&L, I always uh, say that a majority of the money I've made was when things were really clicking for me, identifying those moments similar to you talk about. Is that the same way for you? Or are you a guy who just comes in every day and really kind of chips away and not, maybe just a grinder? Or do you feel that you make your money in spurts and then you just kind of wait for the next opportunities? How does that all work for you?
1: Well, I feel like it's evolving, right? So, so, so for this very moment, I have switched 100% futures, right? Like I know how to trade options. I understand the options market to a degree where I don't feel like that skill is going to go away. You know what I mean? So when I add that back, I will have, that's where I think those moments are going to come. The options, when you trade options, right? You have to be very selective. You have to be in the correct options you want to be in and then you have to be out and then you have to wait. Right. Because if you're if you're buying options all the time, you're going to get screwed like the, the game is rigged against you. So but the futures market, I, I don't know if I would call it a grind, but I'm showing up every day to try to take money out, you know, like strategically every day to just pull money out of the market pull money i think that is that is available to anyone that's willing to master like a system or a way of trading so i just want to pull that money out of the market and i want that to be how i live and i want the options to be the add on at the end you know what i mean so when so yeah. like you said when those opportunities present themselves i i get paid and then that month that week whatever it is if that's the only one of the year i still have a way to predictably make income and that's where I, that's where the day trading and the futures markets come and like i said i have said in other interviews i said here um going into futures has been a step backwards and then again going into this adaptive analytics and going switching right like because because i mean you can see on the charts i will switch between micros and and the minis all the time now because i'm trying to learn something right like before you know i'm betting five to ten e minis Right now, sometimes I'm betting five to ten micros as I learn a new process. So it's, it's 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 I'm just trying to get a style that that I can carry on that will work strategically all the time. And it's adaptive, you know, like like of course the market changes, everything's going to be different. But but those are the two I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get every day extract money from the market and then be ready for those opportunities that come when, like you said, like a COVID or something where we can extract a huge sum of money and just leave. So that's, that, that's, that's, that's the plan and that's the idea.
0: Let me ask you this. Are you trading the same position size? I know you said that you're using micro sometimes and, and Russell uh, yeah. or, the, or the full E-mini, but are you trading the same position size for your favorite looks uh, each time Trade, I'm, I'm always trading the same size, right? The Got the it. entire the entire
1: idea of the of the futures trading is it's futures are infinitely scalable, you know, for, for normal people, right? To where I'm never gonna affect the market, you know, even if you make five hundred thousand dollars, you're not you're not affecting the e mini at all. So so it's just it's just a style that I can replicate and that I can scale. So that's the whole point of switching to futures. Is is I just wanna get a style that I can take money out of the market. And if I can make, if I can make a thousand dollars a day, I can make $5,000 a day. If I can make $5,000 a day, I can make $50,000 a day. And that, that, that goes up for a long time. And there's plenty of traders that I trade with that, you know, they're making hundreds of thousands of dollars a day, not every day, but very, very, very commonly they're extracting that amount of money from the futures market. And so, so that's the idea, you know, develop a style that is not only that not only makes me money, but that's scalable.
0: What is one attribute that you believe every trader needs to have? Humility.
1: The ability to be wrong and and to be okay with it. You know, it that's that's the hardest thing to um to and that's the the hardest thing about futures, right? At least at least when you buy an option you have a day or two to feel like an idiot, right? in the futures market, you could feel like an idiot in like 50 seconds. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You yeah. buy it, you buy it. And then you're just wrong. Right. It's like, it's like, Holy crap. Like, like I've never lost $6,000 that fast in my entire life. Like 30 <laughs> seconds is just gone. Right. So, 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 so the ability to, for that to happen and for it um, not to affect you, you know, not to be like, man, you're a piece of shit sorry I didn't mean to swear but but you're but you're you're a piece of crap like 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 you suck at this you're never gonna be good at this you the ability to just say hey you know there's a bad luck of the draw there and let's let's get let's get back at it
0: what trader has had the biggest impact on your trading career and why um well there's three of them it's it's uh, Wall Street Jesus uh,
1: sang were the first they taught me how to read options tape um, brought a whole different level to my options trading game. And then after that it's it's uh it's Tim Autumn on on Twitter if you guys want to look him up. He's the leader of adaptive analytics and his uh mentor Dave, those two guys have uh taken me under their wing. Uh they're two of the best traders I've ever seen. You know, like especially especially Dave. He is a savant. Um he's one of the best traders in the world, yeah, hands down. And so being able to work with someone like that um is is both you know great and terrifying at the same time you know it's it's uh, it's to see to see what's capable you know to see what you can do if you if you dedicate the right amount of time to it
0: do you read any books on trading have you read any books on trading
1: oh I've read all kinds of books on trading when I first started I, I used to, I, I decided uh, I took a year of my life and I, I read books eight hours a day so I your... ha- so I have all kinds of books you know this is, this is this this is what this is one of my favorites right this is this this book has made me a lot of money this option utility and pricing um, you know I don't use it anymore but I got my got my market profile you know my Dalton's and stuff like that I got I got all kinds of stuff you know so um, I have a lot of books um, I, I read them all I don't know if I use too much of it you know I guess I guess the the most important book I ever read was, um, was, uh, what's the motivational speaker cat that wrote the money book? Uh, I can't think of his name. He's like a big, tall, motivational speaker. Toy Robbins? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He was the most thing book because I read that book and it said you only have to buy ETFs. And I said, and I threw it in the trash and I said, I'm going to be a <laughs> professional day trader. <laughs> and, you know, so that was like, I, I read that and I said, you know what? What a load of crap that is. And then, like, uh, I, that, that's what, that's what made me change from a, more of a macro view to like, I'm going to be a day trader. That's that, that was the book that did it. So that's my favorite book.
0: Very cool. You've been around a lot of traders. You've talked with a lot of traders. What's the best piece of advice that you've heard that resonated with you about trading?
1: Oof, I don't know. That's um, that's a, that's... <laughs> I get I get so many little things of wisdom all the time. Um, I guess it would be um, to to don't fear the trade that you haven't even taken yet, right? Like so, essentially, don't get nervous for things and situations that you that you that you haven't even been a part of. And so, like a lot of times when you know you get a trade wrong or you have a bad week. Or something, you start to think like I'm not cut out for this. Like this isn't going to work out. Like there's a lot of bad things that go on in your head, and then you start to hesitate on your trades that are coming up, and you start to you can start to fear the situations where you have to deploy your money. And so I guess the biggest thing is 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 why project that into the future, right? Just focus on the now, and don't be afraid of what can happen. Just just focus on what is happening, and if you stick to that then the money and the process takes care of itself.
0: What do you believe your edge was as a fighter, as a UFC fighter?
1: Extreme dedication, just just un, unnatural hunger. And just, just, it was actually detriment at times in my career, which is actually one of the things that the stock market made up for is because I was just such a serial overtrainer. I just trained so hard all the time that sometimes my body would just fail. And so one of the things that I did is I, I would play video games to help with that. And then eventually that became the stock market. And the stock market allowed me to train my mind, but my body could rest. And so those two things together, those are the extreme dedications and both they sort of work together. And so that was a big positive and negative in my fight career is just,
0: it's just, just extreme, extreme hard work and dedication. Now you're a full-time futures trader. What do you believe your edge is as a trader? Um, well,
1: I believe it's, I, I, guess, I guess I've always believed that my edge is, is my humility to reach out to really smart people, right? right? To, to know that I don't have all the answers and to find as many smart people as I can and trick them into working with me and that's at that worked in fighting that's worked in in trading that's worked in everything i've ever done in life i just i just if i want to be good at something i just i just reach out to the smartest people i can find and just offer them a trade for anything whether they need money whether they want advertising whether they want me to come mow their lawn or whatever whatever i can offer that person uh, i just do give it the, the humility to be able to 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 put myself in that situation and to just to just barter for something that I want.
0: That's awesome, man. You're you're an amazing guy. I got to tell you, I'm so thankful to be able to get to know you a little bit better today. And and I, I've learned a lot about you. And like I said, thank you so much for sharing that, sharing your backstory, sharing with us your strategy. And I just wish you the best, man. I don't know what to say. It's, it's, I'm, I'm a you. huge fan of yours. I, thank you. And just after speaking with you, it's like I have more energy to do things. I mean, you're such a positive guy. You're such a good guy. You're a good family guy. I love the all the pictures you put out there of your family. And um, like I said, I just wish you all the best. And I, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show today. Let everybody know where they could follow you on Twitter. You're an absolute must follow. Uh, and I don't know if you have a website or anything like that maybe where people can go to learn more about you.
1: Uh, just Nick Lentz at NIK. L-E-N-T-Z, Twitter, Instagram. I used to have a Facebook, but they banned me for posting pictures of myself <laughs> for copyright for the UFC. <laughs> but but uh yeah, so yeah, yeah, get banned for my own picture. But but um but yeah, yeah, so so I have the Twitter, it's just at Nick Lance at N I K L E N T Z and hit yep. me up,
0: you know. So does that mean you can't create any NFTs of pictures from yourself now because the UFC owns all right. maybe not, right? Oh no. I mean I never really thought about that because you know you see a lot of these people now taking pictures that they have of themselves. Now, I don't know if they were, I mean, a lot of them, like some of the ones I saw for Gronk were like him in his football uniforms. What is, who's there taking that picture? Does the NFL have rights to that? that? That's an interesting kind of thing yeah, right. that, All right. you know, I wonder what happens with some of these NFTs. But yeah. once again, Nick, like I said, it was such a blast. I look forward to having you back on the show. And thank you so much for joining my Futures Radio Show today. Of course, man. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Talk to you later. Thank you for listening to Futures Radio Show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. Never miss an episode. Go to anthonycrudelli.com and get on our email list for show notifications and for free content that is exclusively for subscribers. Also on anthonycrudelli.com, you will find tons of videos and education on trading futures, options, and crypto. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Opinions expressed are solely my own and my guests, and they do not express the views or opinions of my sponsors. Futures Radio Show is produced by Crudelli Productions.